Hello, foolish mortals, and welcome back to the Model Shop Podcast. My name is Fio, and I'll be your host, your ghost host, as we explore the early days of Walt Disney Imagineering. We'll get to know some ghoulish people, experience extinct attractions, and always be on the lookout for some extra cobwebs. I mean pixie dust. In today's spooky episode, we're going to be riding the scariest, creepiest, Halloweeniest attraction of them all. But I'm not talking about the Haunted Mansion. No, I'm talking about one even more fitting for Halloween, because this one isn't just home to ghosts, but actually is a ghost itself. For decades, remnants of it have been circling throughout the globe and in the hearts and minds of diehard Disney fans, but this year, it's coming back to haunt us all. What is it, you ask? Well, you'll find out soon enough. How? There's always my way. From the very beginning of the concept art for Disneyland, a haunted house was one of Walt Disney's non-negotiables. However, the Haunted Mansion certainly wasn't an opening day attraction. In fact, sadly, Walt Disney actually never saw this particular part of his grand dream for Disneyland in a completed form. However, he was heavily involved in the planning and design for many iterations of a haunted house-esque attraction that were designed by Imagineers. Somewhere in the middle of all of this planning, Rolly Crump, one of Walt's most respected Imagineers, who you should know all about because you've definitely listened to my Rolly Crump episode, began to get a bit worried. He didn't want years of work to end up in a cliché, cheap gags kind of haunted house experience. No, Crump had bigger things in mind, and so he began working on some wild and wacky ideas. One day, Walt took a look at what he had been working on, and after asking how he was going to use this stuff, he simply got up and walked away, leaving Rolly a little bit confused and his co-workers full of plenty of I-told-you-sos about his strangest ideas. However, the next morning, when Rolly showed up to work at the bright and early hour of 7am, Walt was sitting in Rolly's office, wearing the same clothes from the day before. He told Rolly that he had been up all night thinking about his ideas for the Haunted Mansion. Rolly began to apologize profusely, as it's probably not great to design things that are so truly weird that your boss doesn't sleep at night. But Walt Disney, being, luckily for Rolly, an unusual kind of boss, lit up with a big smile, announcing that it was all okay because he had an idea for how to use these things in Disneyland. And so began the Museum of the Weird. It may never have been built in reality, but on a night as spooky as this, I think we'll be able to sneak our way in and see what exactly kept Walt Disney up that night. After you ride your way through the Haunted Mansion, a similarly affected location with a few notable differences awaits you. Firstly, there's no doom buggy on this one. Only your own two feet can carry you to the discovery of, and perhaps escape from, these strange objects. You see, the story goes that someone wild, free, and with a taste for particularly frightening possessions traveled all around the world, looking for items to add to their collection. For whatever reason, they decided to send each and every item they found to the most haunted place they could think of. Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. And so, here lie a museum of these incredibly spooky items. What do you say we take a little look around? We will start, as Rolly wanted, in the library, where we can listen to a conversation between various pieces of furniture. As we walk by smoking torches and fireplaces, a figure stands out near the front. He is labeled as the Melting Candle Man, with a body made of wax. Unfortunately, the candles on his head and hands appear to have been burned enough that almost his entire middle is a gaping hole. 
I could swear he's melting right before our very eyes. If you're thinking that this sounds like a very creepy version of the beloved Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast, you wouldn't be far off at all. Rowley says that he drew a lot of inspiration from Jean Cocteau's 1946 version of Beauty and the Beast, and let's just say that that film is not the Disney-style version of the classic story. Cocteau is known for his surrealist work, and this film was no exception. If you can tear your eyes away from the Candleman's unfortunate fate, I urge you to direct your eyes toward the balcony above us. Here, what one may argue to be the leader of this fine establishment stands, watching over her beloved guests with fire all around her. Please don't be frightened when she screams at you. The mistress of evil has her own way of welcoming visitors. If you'd like to get away from her ghostly acts, though, please follow me into the next room as the museum. As we pass through this hallway, I'm sure you'll notice the interesting altars that we seem to be passing with some frequency. In a museum such as this, this is simply good design. Imagine needing to perform a hex or curse, yet finding yourself with no altar on which to enact it. Now, to those of you familiar with the Haunted Mansion, this next room will actually be quite familiar. It's the seance room, complete with a floating crystal ball. However, in the case of this museum, it's not the crystal ball that will be talking to you, but rather the chair. And it definitely has quite a bit to say. This next room is home to a variety of exciting and unique plants. Man-eating plants, that is. There are many different terrifying variations in here, but the sounds and sights coming from the next room are too exciting to ignore. Let's take a peek at this colorfully decorated wagon. It seems to have come to life, and there are objects floating all around it, moving every which way, and they seem to be enchanted. As we reach the end of the museum, I'm going to point out something that you likely haven't noticed until now. Take a closer look at the columns that you've been walking past. They're not just any columns, as you can now see. In fact, they appear to be made completely of human body parts. How strange! In this final room, there is still plenty to see. A mirror that seems to be alive, a particularly terrifying chess set, a spooky aquarium with a ghost fish inside, and many other wild and, yes, weird ideas. After this tour, I hope you agree with me, and with Rolly Crump and Walt Disney, that the Museum of the Weird would have been a fascinating and refreshing addition to the Haunted Mansion. If you're now mourning its lack of existence, never fear, because there is evidence of it sprinkled like pixie dust all around the existing Haunted Mansion. The man-eating plants, for example, heavily inspired Claude Coates as he designed the famous wallpaper for the mansion. The talking chair became the Donald Duck armchair in the mansion, and there have been many more odes to this never-created idea in attractions around the world. For some pixie dust today, I have linked a website in which you can see some of Rolly's concept art for the Museum of the Weird, and I highly recommend looking at all of it. Also, I want to wish everyone a very happy Halloween, celebrating however you want. For me, that is going to mean listening to the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack on repeat and getting excited for my favorite holiday, Christmas. Yep, that's right, I'm one of those people. So if you love all things related to the winter holidays too, then I would stick around for the next couple of months of the model shop. We're all going to be getting into the holiday spirit. But of course, for now, it's still Halloween, so have a very happy, spooky night, and I will see you all real soon.